everybody and welcome. And this is the Midnight McBride Show, episode number 18, or show number 18. And I'm joined in the studio by the only guest that I've now had on for a second time on this show, the only guest that's ever come on twice, and that's my mate Wesley. Thank you. All right. Having me back twice, second time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We discussed, before we get into everything, Wes, we discussed that... We thought this show would be a good idea for a number of reasons because when you did the first show, yeah. you were at a pivotal point in your life where you're sort of, sort of putting drugs behind you yeah. and moving forward, you started to find peace. The anger was leaving your body because you were angry for a long time and you were sort of a spiritual awakening, we could call it. Yeah. And at that point, your life took a new direction. And so it's interesting for us to see how you're getting on and where you're up to. But also very interesting to see where you're heading, yeah. you know, because as I talk about regularly, Wayne Dyer always said, it's not about where you're at, it's where you're heading. Yeah. If you're in a fantastic place, but you're moving away from it, yeah. it feels terrible. You know, yeah. you're moving from positive to negative. Even though you're in a great situation, you're leaving it. Yeah. And so if you're in a negative situation, you can be in a terrible place, but you're moving towards a better place into yeah. a positive situation. It feels good. So it's never about where you're at. It's where you're heading. So yeah, definitely talk about where you're heading. Yeah. And we've called this show and it's very relevant. PTSD yeah. to plants. Yes. Yes. And we'll expand on that. <laughs> a little bit and why. So we'll start off on the first show. You had Darren, we like to call him. Spinach burger. Spinach burger. Yeah, Darren Siegenberg. Yeah. And, we got him on the show. I did the show with the two of you because yeah. he had the CIC, you yeah. know, the um, mine corps, yeah. to help people that had been in the military and maybe had problems adjusting back into society. Yeah. You fit that bill, perhaps, yeah. a bit. And we had great fun, great show, had a lot of laughs. Funniest show we've ever done because yeah. the outtakes at the end, there was about 10, 12 minutes of outtakes. <laughs> and it wasn't because we were getting stuff wrong. It was just because outside the B-roll, yeah. outside the main footage for this show, it was just hysteria, you know. We just sort of bounced off each other and it was... Hence the T-shirt today. <laughs> yeah, because on the very first show, I fortunately have backup audio, so yeah, we're do. okay. Yeah. I now have seven lots of backup audio. <laughs> seven. Because I even had what's called the H6 here, the field recorder. Yeah. That died. And although that's only ever happened once... All the audio runs through this, so it took out five of my audio streams. Yeah. But because I've got seven, I was still okay. <laughs> but I have to be bulletproof, you know. Well, when you said, oh, that's not switched on, Darren took one look at me and I just took one look at that picture over there that said breathe. breathe. So I was like... You actually said, fucking breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breathing. Yeah. That's what I said. But yeah, on the very first show, I forgot to press record. Yeah, yeah you did. So there we go. So, Wes, how you doing? I'm doing really really good i mean since christmas um as you know yourself yeah you saw me at christmas i was in a bad place and here we are in what coming up to august now um it's a complete oh. change everything change well that night the london concertante for example changed yeah. everything which is an amazing chamber orchestra by the way that we really been, good i've been seeing regularly it. i wrote about him in the book and i took i think there was 25, 30 of us or something along these lines yeah. to watch them. And uh, they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah. Well, you phoned me up. I remember being at work and, and you said, Wes, do you fancy a night at the orchestra? And I was like, it's not, 
And I was humming and ahhing. I thought, this isn't really my bag. From what I was used to, like being in the clubs, working on the doors and the dance music. And I thought, well, a night at the orchestra, I thought it's not really my cup of tea. But yeah. that night, it was absolutely fantastic. really was. And then that night where I met Darren, you tried pairing me up with Darren. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously, I met somebody else that night as well. And yeah. it's just from there, it's just... Yeah. Which it's was just never happened. my intention, you know. The fact yeah. is, I joke with Willow and say that we can't even give somebody a lift, yeah. you know, without something happening, you know. But yeah. there was magic in the air that, that night. It was. It was. It, that night was amazing. Yeah. Was I'm so glad I did it because it was pre-lockdown before all the stuff that's gone on. And, you know, who knows when we can do it again. There's no concerts at the minute and stuff. So there's a lot of things, synchronicity, that I, for some reason I knew that that needed to be done then. I just, it felt right. And yeah. now I know why. Yeah. You know, so. so yeah, the night of the, uh, the the concert, you introduced me to Darren, and then you introduced me to Janet that I'd met previously about ten years ago. Yeah. Um, so she gives me a bit of stick now that obviously I don't remember for back then. But Rob is completely different, so that's my get out clause. But um, yeah, from from that night, it's my life's just took a different path. It's a a, a new group of friends doing different things, experiencing new things. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. It's really good. So, Wesley, you actually, you were the first guest I ever had on the radio twice as well. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, twice on the radio, Salford yeah. Salford City Radio, and I think Darren was, a bit, Darren was a bit peeved about that, but he said he did, <laughs> he did two shows me back-to-back in one day, so he yeah, was... Yeah, Darren, this is like my second time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just thought I'd drop it in, but if he's watching, there you go, I know he will be, so... Yeah, yeah I just thought yeah. I'd drop it in. You've ended up becoming really good friends with Darren, haven't you? you know, yeah, we're, 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 we're in touch all the time. I believe he's in the south of France at the moment. He's working over there. Uh, I did not know that. Oh, did you on not? some no. secret special ops. No, he was working down in London for a while, um, and obviously during COVID and lockdown and sun and etc. And I know people are getting bored talking about that. So yeah. um, he's ended up working in the south of France for a, for a short while. So, is, he, is he allowed to discuss what he's doing? Or um, he, I, I don't really know what he's doing. No. He's just said that he was catching um, a flight out to south of France. He um, might have a pair of trunks on selling himself on the streets. <laughs> 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 on the cobble streets of Paris, trying to earn a few bob. <laughs> Smelling like cocoa, bottle of cash. I was yeah. riding up about that. Yeah. So you and Darren had a lot in common. Um, one of yeah. the things was the doors, that you both did the doors, and obviously yeah. that's how I met you. you right. know, you'd actually come out of the army at that point. Yeah, I did. If anybody hasn't seen the first show, we'd maybe tell them that your history is that you, you're in the army. Yeah. And you sort of special forces and done various tours, back-to-back -to -back tours at various yeah. various places. Um, yeah. Maybe list a couple of the places you'd done your tours. Um, Bosnia, Kosovo, Northern Ireland... Iraq, um, places like that. And, yeah. and like my second time in Northern Ireland, I was part of a specialist military unit. Mm. And um, you, you closed off from everybody there, and that's when I first started to struggle back in 2006. With, and then that's when I was first diagnosed with PTSD because I'd done these back-to-back -back tours. There were no respite. There was, there, there was no let-up. And yeah. then I found myself, when I, when I left the army, there was no real real opportunities as such. So it was like the first part of call. You start doing security work and then you, you fall into the doors and you work in clubs and then yeah. comes the 
drugs and yeah. the drink and, yeah. and that kind of lifestyle. It's and not the healthiest environment. You don't no, sleep much. You don't sleep when everybody else no. does and, and you're constantly surrounded. When everybody else is partying, you're working. So you sort yeah. of normalise drugs and alcohol being, you know, a di- you know, every night kind of thing, isn't yeah, it? You, know? you do. And then during week, you, you, you're working as well. You're working doors and it does, it becomes too much and then you can only do it for so long. And like I said, we're from similar backgrounds. We both mm-hmm. grew up in Bolton. And then, like I said, it, it got to last September, October time. Um, I became ill um, to the point where... I was having a hypertensive crisis and I was still drinking and, and being at home and like through my marriage broke up as well and then yeah. I got got a house and the physical and then, aspects and of the illness probably came you know with panic attacks and things like this and, yeah, it does. but but prior to that as long as I'd know you anyway you'd you'd struggled yeah. you know and as as it, in that period when we first met so was I yeah. for different reasons but we were struggling we weren't coping very well yeah. And a big part of it, with yourself especially, but also with me and, and on occasion, certainly when I was younger, was anger as well. Yeah, you know, anger comes with it. Rage, violence, all of that. Yeah. And now when you become peaceful and step back and look at that, it's it's, it's a terrible thing and it, it, it destroys the person that's angry. Yeah. Plus, usually it pops out because it's uncontrolled and, you know, you're temporarily insane because you're mad. Yeah. And... It's it's very traumatic and upsetting for anybody that's on the other end of it as well, isn't yeah. it? You know. So. And like I said, I hope you don't mind me saying. I mean, um, at Christmas time, I had a, a breakdown. I was mm. in in a really bad place, and and it was you and Willow mm. um, came to see me, and you told me to breathe, and yeah. everything was going to be all right, and take one day at a time. Mm-hmm. and think from a beautiful garden and you'll see flowers everywhere and i thought i just need i need that space i need that let up i need to stop overthinking things my mm-hmm. mind was at 100 miles an hour i used to think what people thought of me how people judged me yeah. it's trying people, to switch your mind off isn't yeah, it and it's, drugs it's was just, one way of doing it but yeah. there are better ways yeah and it wasn't just that it was like with my ptsd i mean I um, I got my medical records back recently. I'd been uh, re-referred 23 times over the last few years between Greater Manchester Mental Health, my normal GP, um, combat stress, the military veteran service, and I was getting getting no help. I was just being passed around from point to point, even to the point um, there was a GP at a walking surgery who looked at my notes. He took his glasses off and he started to tear up the actual doctor himself and he said, oh, some veterans some some soldiers are treated it said it's absolutely ridiculous so yeah. they they'd kept me on propanolol diazepam metazapine um, um, all kinds of the con- conventional drugs and antidepressants and I, I just didn't want to do it anymore i just found myself just, just shut off shut off and and numb to everything as well and like i said just after christmas when you phoned me and said it's time to experience something new mm. and it's and I had that bit of time to, to think and I went along that night and it was like it was amazing I, I if somebody can describe it in one word it was magical night that night was absolutely mm. magical mm. and it yeah. was it was this it was the start for me in the last six months the people that I've met spoke to online the the videos yeah. that I've watched and 
Um, for example, they did a summer solstice online on the Zoom, obviously, because of lockdown and yeah. um, a, a, a beautiful woman called uh, Rita Reyes. She did a summer solstice online and it was that sense of community and love and all, all them people that were yeah. online from all over the world. I, I thought this is what it's about. It's yeah. not about get, get, getting off your face in, in a club. That was, it, it was, it was amazing. It yeah. really was. What you find is that when you're ready to change, you, you know, you, you think I can't carry on like this and you, you, you have to explore avenues that at first you think that's not for me and maybe a bit scary, but you've got to go down those routes because you've got to try the 10 to find the two. If you don't try new things, you'll never find the stuff that works for you. Yeah. And in doing that, quite often you'll get your new group of people, this spiritual community, and at first you think they're, they're all mental. <laughs> and oh, then after, after a while, you look at them and you think, Oh no, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what it was, it was, it was that night that you came to pick me up to the orchestra, and you had Janet in the car, mm -hmm. and we went to the concertante, and it was like I was. Darren actually made a comment because the orchestra were playing, which was beautiful, and I, I, I just happened to keep looking over. Uh, Janet and she was just like lit up and it, it's like she loved the music loves dancing mm. and everything else and I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off her and Darren was at the point where we kept nudging me going the orchestra's playing but your, <laughs> your, your eyes are over there so it was like I'd, something just 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 happened that night it's like I, I just I don't know you know when they say Right, love at first sight, and all. I, I just couldn't take my eyes off her. And after that, we, I mean, we got talking, and she introduced me to a lot of things as well. I was invited over to Blackpool, um, yeah. and like you know, Janet yourself, mm -hmm. she's been on on your radio show. Yeah. Um, and when I got there, it was like she was showing me like the crystals and the work that she does, and the healing, and the wands, and her altar, and everything, and, yeah. and the saging, and the in the rattle, and. <laughs> And I was like, I'm a bit out of my depth. <laughs> it was, honestly... The was... first time it is, but then now, for instance, you know, we might come to yours for tea or something like yeah. that at some point. And if we did, um, myself and Will would be like, any chance of giving us a quick <laughs> Get the sage and Get the, the bird's wing well, and, yeah. uh, and the yeah. Avalon show with the sage. And, yeah. Well, at, at first, it, it's something new. It's like the first time when you told me about meditation, I came along to one of your meditation classes. And I always, I always, it always makes me chuckle this. And I, I was, we was in Bolton Library. Yeah. It was upstairs in the art gallery. Mm -hmm. Lovely venue, a lot of people. And you said, right, like close your eyes and buy that place. And I remember like looking around like that with one eye open, looking <laughs> at everybody else. And then it wasn't, and I think I mentioned it to you, the first few times it was like, it, it, it's not working, it's not working, but I, I stuck with it and stuck with it. And mm. I just remember one particular night, it was about 10 past 10, I switched everything off. And I thought, right, let's let's go for it, let, let's do it. And then the next minute, it was like 20 past 12, two hours had gone. Mm. And I was and I was like, I was amazed because it was like, I looked at the clock, it was 10 past 10 and like a couple of hours had just gone. And I thought there are some benefits to it. Yeah. You can shut the day off. Probably the first yeah. time you had what we call maybe deep rest, yeah. where you, you actually switch your mind off completely by natural means yeah. through choosing to do so yeah. by, you know, whatever method, but meditation. And it might be the first time you'd actually done that for years. Yeah. You know, most people think, yeah, no, I relax, but they'll have the telly on or they've got the radio on yeah. or they're relaxing, but they're talking to somebody and there's nothing mm. wrong with those things. Yeah. But, actual proper going into the gap 
peace. Yeah. You know, absolute, absolute, just quiet. Very few mm. people have that. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I found what it was because because I'm a class one truck driver and I'm always planning my route for the next day. So I'm always plan. I'm I was always planning ahead. But mm. I was thinking the night before what I was going to be doing the next day, and I I try getting in the habit of just no. Tomorrow's a different day. After midnight, it's, it's a change. It, 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 tomorrow's tomorrow. And um, I love the fact you referred to midnight there. Yeah. Because I probably, certainly on the show, I don't think I've ever said why my name's Midnight McBride. And midnight is the, it's where the night turns to day. It's yeah. the darkest point. It's where darkness turns to light. It's a new beginning. It's a fresh start. It's that yeah. turning point where you change direction and you move away. Yeah. the night or the darkness into the light. Mm. That's why midnight. Yeah. You know? Well, that's it. I mean, in, in, in meeting new people, especially like yourself and, and Janet, it's b before Christmas, if somebody said Eckhart Tolle to me, for example, I'd be like, who are you talking about? Wayne Dyer is who are you talking about? Mm. And I'd, I've, I've started to read some of their books and, they're absolutely amazing. They yeah. do help. I mean, Janet gifted me the book, The Power of Now. Yeah. Where it's like me, like like yourself in the past, I've had, I've still got a bit of an ego. I've, I had a massive ego where yeah. it's like I used to overthink things and it's like just, no. Yeah. It doesn't matter about tomorrow. It doesn't matter about the past. It's where you're at now. Yeah, and exactly. I, I, can't, I can't convey that message. Exactly. Um, the Power of Now, I've got it on audio book. I read, the book i've got it an audiobook now and i've i must have gone through that i don't know five or six times maybe more from yeah. start to finish and then a new earth and so on and yeah cat's all he's he's an enlightened being yeah. You know, there's only a few on the planet. Mm. Wayne Dyer was definitely up there with his wisdom. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle, I would say, is an enlightened being. Sadhguru mm. is an enlightened being. There's there's not many on the planet, but there are some. Yeah. And what I found about Wayne Dyer is, like, some of his good work, as he put, puts it, but some of his great work, he found himself waking up at, like, the small hours of the morning between yeah. three and, and four o'clock in the morning. And I... Recently, I've started to do that. I mean, I, I've started playing the guitar. I'd never picked up an instrument before. I think we just touched on it on the last show. I know, because uh, you send me videos all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not great, I'm, I'm, 10 o'clock at night. They are great. <laughs> and uh, I say, we've got another one, Willow. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's not just that. I mean, I, I, I've been introduced to a, 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 a lot of things as well. I mean, health-wise, I knew where I was. I was I was overweight. I, was, yeah. I wasn't eating right. And... And like I said, people like yourself and like especially Janet, who I'm seeing now, yeah. um, she's a vegetarian. And she went, have you ever thought about not eating meat? And like, you know, I used to love my meat, go out for a meal and it would be thingy. So, no, I'm, I'm not eating meat anymore, uh, which I, I, f I feel great for. Yeah. Well, it's, you've had a shave. Yeah, I do. On, a, on the fish show, yeah, I have yeah. the, the, the big bushy beard. Uh, you've had a wash. Uh, shower, thank you. <laughs> but you've uh, the big thing is you dropped a lot of weight, haven't you? Two and a half stone. Yeah. yeah two and a half stone. And that was just a change in, in lifestyle. Yeah. Um, eating healthy, more more fish yeah. and, and veg and because and stuff. you've not been exercising like a nutter, but you, you've been doing a lot of walking. Yeah. And yeah. so really, predominantly, it's down to diet, isn't it? It's choosing, a lot of it is diet, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about walking, we, you know, had a little walking group set up, didn't oh, we? We did, so, yeah, it was yeah. great. We've had some great days to, out, yeah. To help us sort of cope with you know, with everything that was going on and just to, we went out, 
We'd walk for three or four hours, usually do 10 or 12 miles, and just switch off and spend the time in nature. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, you know? I mean... We did a little personal walk, me and you, didn't we? Um, on yes, evening. I yes. got a phone call at about tea time, about five o'clock saying... <laughs> Wes, I'm going for a walk. So we ended up going towards Adlington, beautiful little trail, but the uh, heavens opened up yeah. in the last half an hour to 40 yeah. minutes. And we <laughs> it was still nice, wasn't it? It was amazing. It's like it was really the, good. Uh, Beddingfield, Daniel, is it? What's she called? Beddingfield. The, uh, uh, Daniel Beddingfield's sister. Is it Natalie Beddingfield? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she did the, feel the rain on your skin. <laughs> uh, the rest is still unwritten. We sure felt the rain that night, yeah, my yeah. friend. <laughs> but unwritten. I love that uh, yeah. song. The lyrics are beautiful. Yeah. 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 As so long as it's not take me dancing naked in the rain. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, you never know. Yeah. So, where you also, since you started on this quest, you're playing the guitar yeah. and expressing yourself, but you've you've always been quite prolific in poetry. You write a lot of poetry. Yeah. And that's a brilliant way of expressing yourself. And you've been compiling these, and we discussed last time that, you know, the, the end game now is to get these put together and published yeah um basically what it was when when i was in the army you can't you can't express yourself when you're in a room full of alpha males you've got another 20 guys that you're going out on patrol with every day the last thing you say is when you're and coming you, off patrol have you smelt those petulias <laughs> yeah <laughs> have, have, you, have you read this poem that i've just done so no i'd, I'd kept some and i always felt that i couldn't express myself so like since christmas i thought do, do you know what i'm I'm in my 40s now and there's nothing wrong with being able to open up. I've seen and done enough things in my time that I'm not particularly proud of. And like I even look back to my time in the army. But it's now, I do put pen to paper and I write down what I'm feeling and poems about love and friendship and and just finding happiness, really. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's like... I know it sounds a bit corny when people say spread love and joy. It's it, that that's a hundred times better than being menacing and you know. Of course, yeah. So where's now? This is why the show's called from PTSD to plants. Yes. Maybe maybe I'll kick off here and yeah. I'll talk a little bit about what we're going to discuss. So okay. I make no secret about it. I've taken lots of recreational drugs in the past yeah. and to excess and I was taking them because I wasn't coping very well and I had a problem. Yeah. I then stopped taking the drugs, you know, and, you know, maybe in, maybe at some point in the future I want to join, I want to go to Amsterdam have a bit of cake or something, I don't know. But as a general rule, I don't, I don't no. take drugs now. And, but then you've got plant medicines. Now, Plant medicines, there's lots of different types, and I'm going to explain maybe the difference, and then then we'll bring you in. Yeah. But, for example, you have chemically produced recreational drugs. They're taken for pleasure, they're usually addictive, and usually, if taken frequently, you end up with a problem, especially if it's in cahoots with you know alcohol and stuff as well. And on the whole... You know, not, not necessarily a great thing. No. Then you've got plant medicines. Now, plant medicines, people think that you're taking something and if it affects you, certainly if it's psychotropic or hallucinogenic, they think that you're just taking it to get off your head and have a laugh. No. And that's not the case. Plant medicines are usually taken with a shaman. Yeah. They're usually taken on a retreat in a controlled environment. environment. 
over a period of days, which also coincide with they'll they'll run yoga, meditation, yeah. and workshops. And also, uh, your diet's very important while you're doing it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to fast first. When you take plant medicines, and there's different types, you're going to have right down from the basics of cannabis, which, although it's illegal to take in this country because of the THC yeah. and content of it, which we know. However, half the UK is now taking cannabis because they've now legalised it for medicinal purposes in the form of CBD oil. So yeah. there's massive benefits to cannabis for yeah. arthritis, anxiety, depression, sleep. Mm-hmm. Then you move into the realms of perhaps mushrooms. Now, people again think, oh, magic mushrooms, whatever. Mm. But mushrooms, certain mushrooms and fungus have massive benefits to the human body, both physically and mentally. And yeah. certain clinics abroad, again, not necessarily here, mm-hmm. they have used LSD and mushrooms that we've talked about on a previous show mm-hmm. to to help people who suffer from particularly PTSD, yeah. you know. And then you move into the likes of Wachuma, which is also called San Pedro, and Peyote. They're both yeah. cactuses, plants of the light, the male version of the plant, uh, hallucinogenic plants, the sacred plants of South America. Yeah. And these are uh, a masculine. Yeah. Uh, Mushrooms, generally, it is psilocybin, the likes of this. And then you move into possibly the most extreme example of this, which would be ayahuasca. Mm. And ayahuasca is what they call the vine of the soul. They've been taking it for thousands of years in South America. It's yeah. a shamanic ritual, a ceremony. It's It's got a DMT in it, but on its own, you need to take another plant to activate it with yeah. the vine. And this then produces, unlike recreational drugs where you're speeding up, slowing down, mm-hmm. fast, slow, whatever, in this realm, yeah. you leave this realm. Yeah. And when you have Wachuma to a degree, but with ayahuasca definitely, ayahuasca being the plant of the dark, the female mm. plant, these sacred plants, when you take them, they initially give you a purge, mm. which can make you vomit, yeah. uh, sweat, shake, scream, whatever. Mm-hmm. And also possibly you could have diarrhea, things like this, but they flush the toxins and poisons out of your body in quite yeah. a harsh manner. Yeah. They also then take you on a journey. It can last for about eight hours. And this journey, usually they say it's equal to having 10 years of counselling or therapy in one night. Yeah. It's intense. Most people that do this, just to be clear, if you think you're going to do this and you're you, you, it's, you're going there for fun. It doesn't mean you, you could no. have a nice time, yeah. but for on a recreational pursuit, you're going to get a shock. Yeah. This is this is the different road. No. This is the path of healing. Yeah. You know all this. I'm just yeah. making so that oh, everybody else. Oh yeah, yeah, I understand it. Yeah. It's like if you're considering doing this, do mm. your research and look I, into it, and it is no, not far fun. The reason I talk about all these things is because I've done them all. Yeah. And I, about four years ago, I took ayahuasca. Mm. And I, I, again, some of these plants, generally most of the plant medicines, and that's what they are, the medicine, they're not recreational drugs, people take them for healing. When you're desperate, when you've tried pharmaceuticals, when you've anxiety, depression, suicidal, mm. and you've nowhere left to turn, that's when people go, mm. not because they want to get off their head. It's not, that's not what it's about. Mm. And I was desperate yeah. and I took ayahuasca and it changed everything. Yeah. From that point forward, my life took a total change in direction yeah. i discovered meditation i became peaceful but i couldn't get rid of this sadness i yeah. was unhappy i was depressed and 
these plants are generally illegal in this country. And so a lot of people that go away abroad to do these, uh, you know, these retreats. I yeah. went to Portugal for four days and we did Wachuma, Ayahuasca, yeah. etc. So I've experienced this. Now, the reason I talk about it is I took a couple of years of research before I decided I was ready. Because if you take this lightly, yeah. if you think you're going in, it's not. It's whatever you know, this physical realm that's around you, everything yeah. that's physical, everything that you can grab onto, everything that holds you here yeah. disappears. And you're in this dark place, this hole. And... There's nowhere to turn and you have got to deal with your shit. And it yeah. can be, and it was for me as well. It can it be was traumatic. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. It was traumatic. And a moment can feel like a year and it went it felt like it went on forever. And it was mm. a rough ride. Yeah. But I had some knots, problems, issues that I hadn't been addressing. I tried everything I could to shift them. Yeah. And this untangled them and it undid them. Yeah. So I've talked enough though, ways, but the reason I'm saying all that is now because I know that this is something you're looking at. What I'm looking at is, like I mentioned earlier. And we're in no way encouraging anybody to do this. We're discussing what I have done and what Wes is looking at. Yeah. It's a personal choice and it's illegal in this country. So if you are doing it, you probably have to go to another country to do it. And as we say, it's this is not... This is not fun time. This no. is serious business and this is healing. No. It's like I said, um, I was diagnosed 2006, 14 years ago. I, in the last four years, I've been referred 23 times between the services. And like I said, since Christmas, um, I've met a number of people along this journey. I've met um, people that are involved and uh, uh, that have been on retreats, that have been abroad, that have experienced this. Um, and, and yeah, I've, I've I've researched it. I've I've looked at it. I'm not taking it lightly. Like I said, I've tried all the conventional medicines, yeah. panel, all, all all the drugs, um, and then I've looked at the benefits of uh, the plant medicines, um, how they perform, the rituals that take place, the the communities where they take place, how it's done by shamans, how you looked after it. it's a community. Like I said, I'm not doing this for fun because I want to find a correlation that plant medicines can help people with PTSD and in my journey like I said I I do I am and I am writing everything down so basically it's a journal it's a journal of my journey from PTSD to plant medicines and if I find it can help I want to benefit others that are suffering from PTSD from 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 soldiers as opposed I see veterans on the streets with problems and if, if I can find that link that it does help that's what I want to do yeah, it's with ayahuasca, for example, if you've had a trauma in your life, yeah. it's you're going to have to, it, where we suppress things as generally in our society, you suppress something, you leave it there and it'll never go away yeah. and it'll always be there and it'll eventually make you ill. On this night, if you went and did an ayahuasca ceremony, for example, and you're in Portugal or, you know, Brazil or where, wherever you might be, yeah. places where it's legal, then... You get that trauma is going to be right in front of you and you're going to have to go through it and come out the other side of it. But once you do that and you do it once and you yeah. go through it and you face it head on, it dissolves, it disappears and you can get on with your life. Yeah. I know I've had problems in the past, even before the military, and that have been traumatic. Um, even to the point people said, they, they, they have told me how I'm still here, things that I've been through. I like that. I just want to 
to help people and show people yeah. the benefits that that can be. And it, 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 like you said, it is not a game you have to take this seriously. And I don't, and I'm not saying to anyone just go and do this for fun, like you've said. No, no, you've no. got to do well, your research, think about it, start working on yourself. I mean, I'm I'm blessed. I mean, I've 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 got the most beautiful girlfriend now who. who, who who's by my side every step of the way through this journey. Um, she's been on retreats herself. She's she's worked on herself over a number of years, been on shamanic retreats and and, and knows that community really, really well. Yeah. Um, and basically holding my hand every step of the way and I couldn't be more grateful for a better guide because yeah. it's, it, it's amazing. So yeah. like I say, I'm just writing everything down where I'm at now and where I will be in the future. I've looked at certain dates and places to go and, and the people that I want to experience this with, with yeah. which I'm there. Because like you say, it is it is a daunting thing, but I've yeah. looked at people's testimonies. I've, 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 I've watched things on, on various channels, YouTube, and, and, and I've read their, their, mm. their diaries, and it's helped with traumatic events. And Brian Rose from London Real. Yeah. He, yeah. Joe Rogan, uh, Wayne Dyer. Yeah. All... David Ayahuasca. David Ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah now, another one. With the ayahuasca, what people, unlike any other drug, that you might take it and then you take it again and take it again. I think one, twice. I've done ayahuasca twice. Yeah. I'm not in a hurry to do it again. Yeah. Because it's severe. You sort of, I just knew when it was time. Yeah. And then afterwards, I needed months to process what had happened. But what happened is I went from being unhappy for 20 years mm. on the other side of the ayahuasca. I started to see the light again. I experienced joy and bliss, and I yeah. became, I became happy again. It changed everything. Yeah. I mean, I've I've looked at different ones. I've looked at the ayahuasca. I've looked at um, DMT, cambo ceremonies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I I think I, I I don't think I know that I'm ready now because you you find with ayahuasca and cambo there is a calling and you and you feel it. I think you get to a certain point where you think. It, it's now. Yeah. It, it, it is now. With all of these things, you, you you sort of prepare yourself mentally. You start making some good decisions. You mm. generally start to reduce your medication. The drinking, drugs, all of that will slide away. And you maybe start eating better. And then you mm. start on this journey of putting yourself back together. It's a healing journey. Yeah. And only you know when you're ready because you have to be conditioned your mind. You're thinking, this could be rough. Yeah. But I, I knew, I thought, well, whatever's coming, I'm ready now because my options, mm. there aren't many, yeah. you know. I've been suicidal in my life on a number of occasions. Yeah. And ayahuasca, the other thing with ayahuasca, which it's great for, in other countries that are a little bit more liberal than we are, certainly in some European countries, Sweden, Norway, things like this, yeah. is for addiction. Yeah. You take ayahuasca, usually if you do seven ceremonies on the bounce, with ayahuasca, whatever you're addicted to, heroin, cocaine, anything like that, it's removed. The ayahuasca will give you a slap in the face and get rid of it and you, you wake up and you have these, they call them plant teachers, don't they? Because you have yeah. these realisations and while you're on the plants, you get shown the errors of your ways, you get shown a better way of living, you get shown, you know, you get to a, a sort of retrospective and outward loop back in on your own life. And again, it can be terrifying, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But no, like I said, I'm I'm grateful because I've I've got Janet by my side as well, and 
she showed me a lot of things where, where, I, I, where I still fall as well because this, it, it's still a learning process at the end of the day, this this journey that you're on. It's like the one of the hardest ones for me was letting me ego go, which yeah. I, I, I still struggle with. Um, my addictions, I don't drink anymore, not to the excess like I did. Don't take drugs anymore, well, mm. recreational drugs. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I, I was... I'm supposed to be on my medication, but then I, f I feel numb to it, to, to, to the, the the big pharma medication, yeah. as I put it. So the, this was the the alternative, and then you get you get that, like I say, you get that calling. So this yeah. this is where I'm at now, and I want I want my my journey as as evidence really to support yeah. others. So. so to be clear, not encouraging anybody to do this. No. We're discussing about what about my personal journey, yeah. about your journey potentially where it's going. And it's a personal thing and you have to assess it for yourself and doing certainly some of the plant medicines, although they're massively beneficial, um, they're not necessarily recognised as um, as medicine or healing and yeah. you have to go abroad to do them. No, but know? it's like when I did my research, I mean, like you said, they've been practising these rituals for like thousands of, thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've looked at it like that and... Like I say, I don't condone anyone to do it. it it's like you say, it's personal choice to take it serious. Yeah. Do and, your own research yeah, and make yeah, your definitely. own decisions. You have to. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't advise anybody to do it. But for me, I'm very glad I did it. I'm not in a hurry to, to do it again at the moment because <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. Uh, some people only ever do it once. Yeah. You know, it's not, like I say, it's not a an addictive journey, this. it's Some people do it more than that. They might do it, you know, a lot. But yeah. Most people do it very infrequently because it's such a traumatic or certainly a such a, a biblical epic event. Yeah. You know, it's serious business. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've also done Cambo. Now, that's yeah. not a plant medicine. It's the secretion from a frog. Now, I'll talk about this. Again, this is something, it's not for everybody. And you don't have, it's, there's no hallucinogenic side to this. No. But you can have what they call altered states of consciousness. And yeah. you, you, you'll breathe and, you know, you'll, you have an experience. And Cambo is where they take the secretion. Yeah. Uh, it's not poison. It's just a secretion from a frog. They don't harm the frog. Yeah. And then you have five small burns yeah. put on your, your arm or your body. They then just dab a dot of the Cambo. And this frog secretion then goes in through your skin into your lymphatic system. Again, you have a purge and you could have diarrhea, but generally it's just vomiting, yep. sweating. You feel like your head's going <laughs> to swell up and explode and you go bright red and yep. things like this. But again, I did I did the Cambo and I afterwards experienced some amazing alignment, synchronicity and a massive shift in my my feeling, my well-being. It, it shifts... Rather than the physical element of yeah. shifting, you know, what's in your belly and throwing up and stuff, it shifts energy. Yeah. You know, so. No. Wes, tell us about your meditation practice now. So are you still, you're still meditating? I'm still meditating at the night time, not as much as I'd like to, so I'll be open and honest. Mm. Each time, because um, I'm to and froing from, from Blackpool, um, but... Yes, I do meditate. I play my guitar. I've got into the habit now where I used to sit there in front of the TV, yeah. watch a bit of Netflix, and I had to find myself to switch the TV off, play my guitar, clear my mind, 
and then yes, I light my candles in the living room, and then that's that's my time. I, I mean, Janet laughs. I've got me on smudging fun now i've got my abalone shell i can sage the living room <laughs> have you got a rattle yet i haven't got a rattle but i've got i've got my guitar and i've got uh, i've got my incense burners and yeah it's people see that's what the people would mock and laugh the people that knew me way back when yeah to where i'm at now and um, where i see my old friends and and possibly you, you've probably done it yourself when you change you've got to change your environment and yeah, so it's it's when your lifestyle changes, yeah. your, your friends change. I mean, I was only joking with, with Janet last night about this. My friends list on Facebook at Christmas when when you saw me, I was at Christmas. I had a friend call on Facebook, people yeah. that knew me from the past, who was tied into the drugs and drink and the clubs. And you deleted and all them. four. All, all <laughs> three, all three of them, not four. That, that's pushing yeah. it. All three. Um, but no, you've got to change your environment. You've got to change your lifestyle. You've got to, you've got to look at yourself at mirror like I did that Christmas when yeah. you said, "Wes, breathe. It's gonna be all right." And I looked, and I've, I've got no shame in saying this. I was absolutely in tears. I was heartbroken. I thought I, I have to change. I took a serious look at myself. I looked at the friends on Facebook, and I thought, "No, it's not me anymore. I don't want yeah. that anymore. I don't want yeah. that anymore. I don't want that anymore." I've changed how I eat. Changed how I sleep. I've changed how I conduct myself. I try to be more loving towards people. I try to be more friendly towards mm-hmm. people. And I find it that shows. it helps. It shows. It, you know, it's, you're a different person. Yeah. Where's is a different person? <laughs> Yay. Turn your but world it, around. It, it's like I, I find it's the, it's the people that you meet as well. Like yourself, you've had some amazing guests on the show. Mm. And like people I've met over the last six months, and I thought, this is what it's about. Mm. It, it's not about that it's not about thing and it's all about love and community and support and yeah, friendship yeah. and i mean we when we were in the the walking group for example it's i've been on walks before but you don't appreciate what's around you i've gone on a walk and thought i really don't want to go on a walk mm. but i think on one of the last walks that we was on we were walking on a footpath and then this robin redbreast not even this not even at that point of year yes. would you see a, a, a redbreast and it was sat on a bench it was it was sat on the branch wasn't it, for about five to ten minutes and there was me yourself willow uh, we were about uh, a foot away from it and it it sang for literally a foot, yeah. so it didn't it didn't it wasn't frightened of us. Yeah. And for about four to five minutes, yeah. it sang for us. Yeah, we had our own little <laughs> Robin concert. Yeah, it was it, it, yeah. it was amazing. So, and then and then I thought back to like I was was a couple. You wouldn't appreciate anything like that. And it was like I just remember as I stood there with eyes folded, looking up. I thought this is amazing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it was absolutely great. And you're seeing people riding past on bikes and and, and with their dogs and like they just. Don't notice that, but when you're with like-minded people, you do, mm. and, and you appreciate it more. Yeah. When you're going at 100 miles an hour, you miss everything. You do. You miss everything. Your mind's busy. Only when you quiet your mind, you slow down, and you become peaceful inside, and you find a little bit of quiet and stuff. When you're peaceful, then mm. you can start to you can look around, and you start to become fully present. You slow down, and you start to appreciate the beauty in everything. Yeah. It's like Janet, for example, she laughs because sometimes I will flip back to my old lifestyle, you know, when things can get on top of you. I mean, yeah. I, I still do it sometimes. I find myself in them moments, but yeah. she's very good at saying, stop, 
No, I mean, you, you, put you, the dress you, back. <laughs> you're stretching them. I knew you were going to come out with something. <laughs> we're like Borat on the third show that you go. And no, it was what it is. It's it's a journey and you can't change overnight. You still have your old patterns and yeah. sometimes your old routines will want to creep back in. Yeah. And like I said, with Janet, she's done the work herself and she's very good at, you You said not to swear before the show, well, but it's like, if I'm thinking- Keep it to a minimum. Yeah, no, I'll keep fine. it to a no, minimum. No, you swear away. Um, basically, I can find myself, I'll still get a bit angst, is still a bit wound up. And if, if I start to rant, she'll go, enough of that shit. She'll put her hand up like that and she'll go, that's it. And it's like, oh yeah, right, I've, I've got nowhere to go now. So, um, but like, no, like you say, everybody will think that, you know, I write and talk meditation, write about meditation, talk about having a peaceful life. In life, there is always oscillations and fluctuations. Always. There's always yeah. going to be ups and downs. Yeah, it's trying not to have the extreme ups and the extreme downs and developing a skill set and the tools to do two things. One, to recognise the signs of when you're veering off yeah. and then having the skill set and the tools to pick yourself up and put yourself back together again fairly quickly. Yeah, that's that. all it is. Yeah. You're still going to fall off, but you catch yourself and you bring yourself back. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm so appreciative of... Of, of, of all the friends that I've, I'm, I'm, I'm making and I've made since since Christmas. It's... The, the frequency you display attracts the people in your day. Now you're mm. peaceful and starting resonating peace, love and light. Yep. You're going to draw this spiritual community towards you. Yeah. You know, so it'll grow and develop. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I love it. Yeah. What we're going to do, Wesley, is I know that you said that at some point in the future you are looking at possibly doing ayahuasca this is part of your journey it's your decision it's something you may do and you may go to retreat abroad yeah. possibly at that point if you've done that then maybe we'll see talk to you about it afterwards you can tell us about the experience oh that i mean I, i'd love that because like i say it's all going in a journal it's like my journey from christmas to now and where i'm at the people that i've met my research into ayahuasca peyote with tumor and what benefits it can have and it's all yeah. going in there so yeah i'd love so to the, come back the, the follow-up show to this after maybe you've had an experience with plant medicine of some kind yeah. We'll talk about the experience and then see how you've changed, see the benefits. You see the benefits now from the first yeah, show. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be like eight stone. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. But no, no, I'd love to do that. Yeah, definitely. Wesley Dyson, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been amazing. My very good friend. We say to each other, when I see you, as in two monks would say in a, in a, <laughs> in a, in a monastery, they'd say, i say, Hello, Brother Dyson. Oh, you know? Brother Midnight. Yeah. It's when we ring each other up, it's Brother Midnight. Yeah, yeah as if we're monks. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Thanks very much, Wes. No, you're more than welcome. I love it. Thank awesome. you. I'm going to lead the show this week with a quote, and it's a quote that you've referenced a couple of times, and I know you like it. It's from the book, obviously, From Pills to Peace by Midnight McBride. And it's, you can't build the truth on a lie. Now, let me explain this a little bit. It means that, if you try and have all your old ways and then put your life back together again without making some fundamental changes, you won't get very far. Mm. You need stable foundations in order to do this. Quite often, in my instance, when I had a nervous breakdown, I removed all my friends, created a safe zone, and then I chose very carefully who I let back in. Yeah. Rather than picking one or two and this I needed to create space. You do. And then I had to choose very carefully about 
people I let back into my life, you know. But you can't build the truth on a lie. So you have to make some fundamental changes. You have to be honest with yourself, and that's one of the hardest things to do. But when you strip yourself down like an onion and get down to your true nature, your true self, the raw essence that is your soul, mm. that is you, and learn to like yourself, you can start to put yourself back together again. Because what I found with that saying is when somebody can offer you advice, somebody new that you meet like yourself, like Janet, and tell you where you're going wrong or where they feel what might be wrong with you and where you need help, I was at the stage where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm over 40. I, I, I've got this, this far, there is nothing wrong with me. It's like, no, there is something wrong yeah. with me because it's evident yeah. they can see it the people that love you see it and that's it you can't build the truth on a light you've got to be honest with yourself and you've got to do that you've got to do the work yeah and, and that's exactly. where i'm at now so something i'd like to add maybe about what you're saying about doing the work the, with plant medicine you can take what they might call a recreational dose of some things, for example, mushrooms, cannabis, yeah. uh, wachuma, peyote. Not so much with not so much with ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any rec recreational aspect to that. But you can still have benefits from these plant medicines by taking small amounts. Mm. But the real work, yeah. the real work is done, is when you on a shamanic retreat and you have a larger dose, yeah. you know, and you're in an environment where you're not anxious it's legal in that country you're being looked after you've been cared for yeah. you're in a spiritual community and the real untangling is done when you're in that dark place it the real work is hard it's not easy you no. know they say with cambo it's the the warrior path yeah because it's it's an intense it, cambo's only for about uh two or three hours and the intense part's only about 20 minutes but when you you have it yeah it's it's you don't feel great at the time, no. you know, but sometimes you have to go through that to... Yeah. It's like you said, it's a personal choice. It, yeah. it, it's, it's when you are ready for it. It's Yeah. I feel that the next show we do is going to be very interesting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. There's, there's also something else we've not mentioned as well, which we'll discuss, and that is with... With psilocybin, so there's, you know, in Amsterdam, for example, truffles, psilocybin yep. truffles are legal, which are basically the same as the mushrooms, apart from the truffle goes below ground and the mushroom yep. goes above ground. But with these things, and psilocybin and certain mushrooms, people do what they call microdosing. Yeah. And this is where you have what they call a... When you take certain substances, you have what they call an active dose. Yeah. You're way below that. So you take it and... You don't feel anything as such yeah. on that day. Yeah. You're taking a tiny amount, you know. Um, I believe with psilocybin or mushrooms, it's like 0 0.1, 0 0.2 of a gram. It's a mm. very small amount of the drug, so much so that it's not noticeable. But the mushroom or the plant is still doing the work. And there's a lot of uh, very famous business people, yeah. uh, certainly in like Silicon Valley, in finance, blue chip industries in America, they're all microdosing, they're taking yeah. the mushroom. Yeah. And what the mushroom does, it affects the synapses in the brain yeah. and it clears the pathways and allows you to reprogram and make new thought patterns yeah. in your mind. There's a correct, uh, there is a science behind this. Yeah. And it enables you to, where normally you'd make a decision and you make, you have to go through your normal thought process and pattern and maybe at the end of that, you might arrive at actually making, doing something new and fresh. Yeah. It untangles all the knots clears the pathways, you get clarity, focus, and you can concentrate 
And then this enables you to to make new good decisions. Yes. You know, re- reprogram. It's like in your book, one good decision followed by another good decision followed by another good decision. Yeah. Um, and there is the research out there to the benefits of microdosing. Mm-hmm. I haven't microdosed myself personally, mm-hmm. um, but I've, I've read testimonies and watched videos how people, like you say, gives them clarity, gives them, it gets rid of anxiety, gets rid of the stress, yeah. and, and it, 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 they become more focused. Yeah. It's documented now that anxiety depression, stress levels reduced, uh, obviously because of those three things, mm. then people sleep better, they rest better, they have more yeah. energy. And and this is just from a tiny, non-active, mm-hmm. non-active dose of, of a plant medicine. I mean, it, it's like myself. I, I have to be careful because of my job, for example. I, yeah. I, I drive a heavy goods vehicle. So I, I look at this carefully and research it carefully mm-hmm. um to see where i stand on a legality wise because like like you say some plant medicines are not legal in this country right. i cannabis so on and so forth and the medicines that i'm looking at like i say i wouldn't drive for a period of time i'd i'd, I'd move yeah. that to one side so i can see the benefits of the of, of these medicines mm. um, the likes of you know, psilocybin, ayahuasca, a tumour, these are all drugs that leave your body very quickly. Yeah. 72 hours, they're out of your system. Yeah. You know, obviously with cannabis, as anybody knows, if you, I don't smoke cannabis, but if you mm-hmm. smoke cannabis, it's in your system for four weeks, so you could have a joint. Four weeks later, you could get pulled over for driving, you could lose your yeah. licence. Yeah. You know, and as crazy as that might seem, that's that's the reality Well, of well it, it's you like, like you've said in the book, and I've done it in the past, can't build the truth and lie. We've both taken recreational drugs mm-hmm. in the past, and we know the... Another downfalls to it, like I said, like you're in um, a certain profession, I'm in a certain profession, where it's like the legal side of it as well. And it, and it is. Well, if you're smart yeah. and you've decided this is something you want to do, and we're not talking about recreational drug use, but we're talking yeah. about the use of plant, plant medicines, medicines yeah. you know, as a plant teacher and to heal as part of a spiritual journey, then if you plan it and you, you go to a country where it's legal and you take it and you allow yourself time so that that drug isn't in your system, if indeed it's illegal, which, you know, but you can be intelligent about it and not break any laws. You know, you don't have to break a law to do this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, Wesley Dyson. <laughs> Thanks again. This is about Wesley Dyson. Thanks again. Wesley, loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been amazing. Uh, yeah, it's been a, been a pleasure, Wes, and we'll do a, we'll do a follow-up to this. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Good. This has been Midnight McBride. Thank you very much for watching the show. There'll be a show out every week at the same time. You can subscribe to the show on the YouTube channel that you're watching. This show also gets released on a audio podcast on Podbean, Spotify and iTunes. You can catch me every Monday night on Salford City Radio from midnight till midnight. That's 11 till 12 p.m. on 94.4 FM. And it's the Mind, Body and Spirit show. You can also buy my book on Amazon and it's also available as an audiobook on Amazon, but it's available lots of other places, including iTunes, Audible, Booktopia, Goodreads, etc. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. I probably missed something, but there we go. Thanks very much for watching. Shalom. Shalom.